Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Hi friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and again, for a lot of the month of December, we have some fun shows for you that were originally aired on the Jamie Ivy show, which is exclusive to YouTube. It is a visual talk show, kind of like the happy hour, a lot like the happy hour, except I sat down with some amazing people and had interviews with them. And you can see all of that over at jamieivy.com slash YouTube. Today's guest is my friend Kat Armstrong, who's actually been on the happy hour before, but this was her first appearance on the Jamie Ivy show, which side note, it was everyone's first appearance because it was our first time to do it. So Kat Armstrong sat down with me and we had such a great conversation about how Jesus is for women. And this is good news for us all. Kat is so passionate about seeing women come to know the scriptures. Kat, I've said it before. I'll say it again. You're one of my favorite Bible teachers, and it was such a joy to sit down with her. Kat got super vulnerable about losing her father to suicide and his long battle with mental illness. So I want to let you know about that as well up front in case there's a little triggering that might happen for you. We do talk about suicide. Kat, welcome to the show today. Hey, Jamie. I'm so glad to have a real life in-person conversation with you. So great. So great. So we go back a ways and I always say, I'll say it to you publicly again, you're one of my favorite Bible teachers, hands down. But one of the things I love about you so much is you are a cheerleader for women. You believe in women. Has that always been a part of your story? Yeah, absolutely. I came to faith in Christ through a working woman. It wasn't a Sunday school teacher or a pastor. It was one of my teachers at a private Christian school. In high school? In high school. I was 16. She shared the gospel with me. She pulled me aside and she said, you know, I see in you a lot of ambition and I think that'll serve you well. But I also want you to know Christ because once you come to the end of yourself, which will inevitably happen, you're going to need someone who loves you in spite of circumstance or any accomplishments. And so she shared the gospel and my life was really impacted through this working woman who was willing to share her faith with me in her workplace. And so, yeah, I think that knowing that women can pull each other aside and say, I see something in you. I want to see you flourish. I also want you to know Christ and know his love. That's kind of the beginning of my faith journey. That's awesome. And so you have started something that I love, which you said you were brought to Christ. Someone told you about Jesus for the first time through a working woman. You have a whole organization and your whole mission is for working women to be able to share the story of Jesus changing their life. Tell me about Polished. I'm so passionate about the Polished Network. We could talk about it the whole show. Is that when I met you for the first time at a Polished event? I think so. I think think you came to a Polished event. I did, here in Austin. 
Yeah. yeah. We've got chapters all over the nation now, and we're just reaching tens of thousands of women every month through our digital resources and in-person events. But the Polish Network, it exists to help working women connect their faith and their work. I think a lot of us live in some intersections in life. We're trying to integrate our faith into every aspect of who we are. I think it's particularly challenging for working women. Mm. We've got unique needs. Why is that? I mean, I think it's like any other support group, Jamie. You know, when you find people who are like-minded, who've had some similar experiences, we're a really diverse group, but day to day, we're living very similar lives. And so we get to have this support group in a way through the Polish Network. And this has been 13 years I've been building this organization. And it really just started less than 20 people in a room over lunch, let's talk about how our faith could influence our work and how we could use our influence at work to share our faith. Yeah. Now you're doing that with what I would call working women, mm -hmm. which you and I both are, mm -hmm. but you also are a really big cheerleader for women teaching the Bible, mm -hmm. sharing their faith in that ways. Tell me about that journey. And you're married to a pastor, your husband, Aaron, <laughs> we both are married to Aaron, yeah. which is so fun. Tell me about that journey with you of learning this gifting of teaching, because mm -hmm. I think in the world that we both live in, uh, we're both Christians. And so we're both married to pastors and we live in this church world. That can be a little bit scary for some women. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I see so many women who have this deep God-given talent, mm -hmm. but they're so afraid to do it. In mm -hmm. fact, I mean, your first book, No More Holding Back, is all about, <laughs> yeah. hey, go do what God's mm -hmm. gifted you to do. Mm -hmm. So where did you feel that confidence to be Mm -hmm. that cat that you are. I remember right after I came to faith in Christ, I went to my youth pastor at the time. His name's John Durham. He's a pastor now in Waco, Texas. And I said, I don't know anything about the Bible. I couldn't tell you the difference between Abraham and Moses. But now that I'm a Christ follower, I have this insatiable passion to learn about the Bible. And here's what he said to me. He said, we have a very Southern lady here in our church with very Southern hair. And she teaches a Sunday school class and she goes line by line through the Bible. And I think that might serve you well. So I started going to this adult Sunday school class. It grew from 100 people. By the time I went to college, I'd spent a couple years in the class. There were over 700 people. This was in, in Houston? Houston, Texas. Uh -huh. And my Sunday school teacher was named Beth Moore. You know, at the time, I had no idea that she had influence outside of our church. Yeah. I didn't know about her writing career. I knew her as the aerobic instructor. She was. She did Christian aerobics. She did. And that's, I knew her about that. And then I also knew she was a very Southern lady with very Southern hair <laughs> and that she loved the Bible. I sat under her teaching on Sunday mornings. I was probably the only, you know, student in the room. And she would have front and back notes. She had spent the whole week pouring over the scriptures and then she would bring us what she learned. That was like the baseline for me. That was the foundation of my faith was seeing women gifted to teach, love the scriptures and then just share whatever insights the Holy Spirit had been teaching them. So by the time I got to Dallas Seminary and started studying the scriptures on my own, it wasn't until then that I realized, well, that might actually be kind of unique, mm. but this should be the norm. We should see women who love Jesus totally invested in studying the scriptures. Because you didn't grow up in church. We went to church kind of like... Like um, Easter and Christmas and yeah, Mother's Day. We went more often than that. But honestly, I felt like it was a country club. Okay. My understanding of church was that's where my dad went to network. Oh. So I didn't really make connections to the scriptures mm -hmm. being the living word of God. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand the Holy Spirit's indwelling. It wasn't until my teacher shared the gospel with me that I really understand what it was like yeah. to know and love Jesus. Yeah. And then having Beth Moore as my Sunday school teacher. That's like the best Sunday school teacher ever. <laughs> 
And then you'd be like, can we do aerobics afterwards, Beth? (laughs) Like, what can we do today? Well, and you asked me, you know, you're really good at cheering women on. I admire that most in you, Jamie. But, you know, Beth Moore is such a cheerleader for women. And it came through. It came through in her aerobics Uh instructing. But that comes through in her Bible teaching. And she is willing to make a fool of herself. For the gospel. For the gospel. I remember being in a room with her. You may have been there in Houston at Lit, an event she had for Mm -hmm. speakers. And she was joking about how she'd used a hula hoop on stage. Uh And she doesn't mind yeah. just doing things that you're going to remember yeah. what that Bible lesson was about 20 years from now. I remember she said that. And so, you know, in many ways, she's kind of the grandmother of us all. She is. Us all. I remember at that event, it felt like the wizard was opening <laughs> up their like toolkit of yeah. stuff and being like, I'm here to help you, my young wizard woman people. <laughs> uh, it was such a it was such a yeah. great event. You mentioned something I wanted to ask you about. You said it wasn't until you got to seminary that you realized mm-hmm. that wasn't the norm. Mm-hmm. How did you realize it wasn't the norm besides being probably the only woman in most of your classes? Well, Erin and I knew we both wanted to go to seminary and both wanted to be in vocational ministry. We just weren't sure how that was all going to shake out. Do we ever really know? I'm not sure. But he had a really great job selling cars of all things and was super successful. And so he had a dream one night and he woke up the next day and called me from work. And he said, you know, I know we both want to go to school, but my job is so great. And I had this dream. I saw you walking across stage in your cap and gown from Dallas Seminary at graduation. I think you're supposed to go first. So I started two years before he did, finished two years after. It's okay. It doesn't matter. (laughs) It took me eight years to do a two-year degree. No one's counting. No one's counting. But I think when I got there, the assumption was that I was accompanying my husband. And then I have several stories that I share in No More Holding Back of experiencing some gender bias. And I think that was a long time ago. Things have really changed. And God has always used Dallas Seminary to support women. But unfortunately, you know, sometimes you're a magnet to some of that stuff. I had some negative experiences that were defining moments in my life. What was one of them? You know, I had a seminary student. Dr. Allman was, is the hero of this story, but he was teaching a New Testament class. And he asked the women in the class if they would be willing to share what it's like to love learning about Jesus. And so I raised my hand and I said, Dr. Allman, if I'm honest, I'm kind of scared to learn too much about Jesus. I love learning about him, but I'm concerned that maybe I can learn too much and I'm not even sure where that's coming from. And before he had time to debunk that nonsense Mm -hmm. in my brain, I had a fellow student raise his voice and point at me. And he said, just stop, stop it. Women can learn too much about Jesus. And he said, and when they do, they become a threat to the local church as an institution. They become a threat to the institution of marriage. And thankfully, Dr. Allman, I mean, he jumped in, he took off his famous glasses and like leaned over with such authority. And he looked at me and he said, don't ever stop. Sister of the faith, keep going. And then he gently corrected the student in class. I ran to the bathroom. That student, if you can believe it, followed me. He got one foot in that women's restroom and he said, why are you even here? Why are you even here? I didn't have a good answer for him then, but I do now. And it's, I am showing up to learn more about Jesus because I want to love him with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I have no aspirations to be in any sort of title or role other than student, of Jesus and his way. But as you can imagine, it was a defining moment. It was a defining moment. And the thing is, you just quoted scripture. This is what God tells us to do. 
-hmm. love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And he doesn't just say, men, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. He says, all of my followers. And that's what you were doing. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back and see how that has impacted the rest of Kat's work. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a -a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. All right, we're back here with my friend Kat Armstrong, and we're just talking about 
women in seminary and your defining moments. And that has been defining. But I also think I heard another defining moment in there as well, is the fact that you said that you and your husband both knew you wanted to go to seminary. Mm -hmm. And Aaron said, you go first. I don't think that is something to take lightly, is the fact that you and I, we have conversations often. Yes. Just on Voxer. Yes. About how supportive our husbands are of us. And how has that been for you as a woman in ministry? We are so blessed. Our (laughs) Aaron's are amazing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if anyone's in my corner, it's Aaron Armstrong. I mean, every, I can look back, you know, how times have you do your life story Mm -hmm. and you can chart some highs and lows, my highs, my accomplishments, things I'm proud of in my life. Aaron Armstrong has been the one that said, Hey babe, I think you should try it. Mm -hmm. He uses the phrase, go for it a lot. Go for it. What Mm -hmm. is there to lose? And here we are, you know, talking about Mm -hmm. their support in our life. It shapes who you are. And I think what Carolyn Custis James calls in her books, the blessed alliance, that God created men and women to work together Mm -hmm. to build the kingdom. It's so beautiful. And when you see it in action, you know, you want to be a part of it. And so I think I'm married to someone who doesn't feel like he's in any way in competition with me. We're a team and we joke. We call ourselves Team Armstrong. We call ourselves Team Ivy. Yes. Yep. Because his wins are my wins. His losses are my losses. And so I think we see that in Romans chapter 12. We're supposed to rejoice with those who are rejoicing, mourn with those who are mourning. I think that even comes in our marriage, Mm -hmm. that that same level of cheering and mourning together. So I think it really has shaped who I am. So even though I've had some negative experiences with men in leadership, mm-hmm. specifically in church or seminary settings, yeah. I've got Aaron Armstrong as my example mm-hmm. of this is what it could look yeah. like. And I've also seen him do it with all the women in his orbit. You know, if you're a woman in leadership that he is leading, you ask him and they'll tell you, I feel like I'm flourishing. I feel like I'm growing. And it's because he's saying, go for it. Yeah, go for it. And I love that you called it a team. We do that too at our house. And I often think about, I love sport. I love a sports analogy. But on a team, you've got, you know, a football team, you've got a defensive coordinator and an offensive coordinator. And they have different roles and they're better at different things, but they each have the same goal. Mm-hmm. And Aaron and I say often is that we may be doing different things that may look mm-hmm. different from the outside, but the mission of our lives together, it's never changing. Yep. And that's what we have. And you've been this cheerleader for Aaron Armstrong as well. I mean, you've had to rejoice with him and mm-hmm. mourn with him. And that yeah. is because y'all have built this foundation together. Yeah. One of the questions that my Aaron and I get often, and I don't know if you guys get this, is how do you both do it? Mm-hmm. And I think what they really want to know is how are you, Aaron Ivy, okay with Jamie Ivy? I agree with you. I don't know that the question goes the other way. That's exactly right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Aaron always answers it so beautifully, but how does that sit with you that that is the question that people want to know for Mm -hmm. our family? They are. Mm -hmm. How are you Aaron Ivy with what Jamie Ivy does? How does that feel for you? I think my Aaron probably answers very similar to yours. When he answers the question, he says, it brings me so much joy to see her flourish. If this is not what the apostle Paul is talking about when he says we're supposed to build each other up in the faith. The foundation is Christ, but we're supposed to build each other up so that we can live into these good works that God has called us to do. If we're not doing that, what are we doing? I think the way I would answer that question is at any moment, if I needed to drop something I was doing career wise, ministry wise, to serve my family, to serve my husband, even to serve our local church, I'd be delighted to do it. The thing is, though, Aaron would be too. Mm. So it goes both ways. It makes it very easy for me to want to support and come up under his leadership because I feel supported. Mm -hmm. 
You feel supported. Me too. One of the things that I really love that we have in common is we love looking at women in the Bible. I love when I read scripture so much and God is so for women. Yes. I mean, it is throughout the entire scriptures yeah. that he is so for women. Mm-hmm. And of course, as women, I'm like, yes, look right here, guys. It's, <laughs> it's right, right here. here. But you have mm-hmm. a book that is called The In-Between Place. Mm-hmm. And you go through the entire chapter of John chapter four. Well, mm-hmm. the beginning of it. Yeah. I'm so excited for what this book is going to do because it really does show your reader, how Jesus does show up in those moments of our life that are so sometimes we don't know where he might be. And there Mm -hmm. he is right there. Mm -hmm. Where did this whole thing start for you besides your love for the way God loves women in scriptures? But what does that mean for you about Jesus showing up in your in-between places? Two and a half years ago, I was in Israel. I was on a tour of the Holy Land. I was with only women and we were studying women of the Bible. And I remember being belly full with hummus and olives and honey. That sounds so delightful. I'm overlooking this beautiful landscape. And we're about to hear Bible teaching from Reverend Dr. Jackie Reese. And she stood up that day and so did our tour guide. So Ronnie stood up and Ronnie, our tour guide, said, we are standing in modern day Samaria. He said, more specifically, this could be Sikar, like from the story of the woman at the well in John chapter four. So I had that little marker. You know, I've never been there before, so it's hard to picture. And so I was starting to picture this tired and weary woman coming to the well and Jesus sitting there awaiting her for this important conversation. And then Reverend Dr. Jackie Reese got up and she said, and now we're going to talk about Dinah. From Genesis chapter 34, she's got a really tragic story, but her story also took place in Sikar. At the time, it was called Shechem in the Old Testament. And I remember as Ronnie sat down, Jamie, I was like, wait, wait, (laughs) time out. Are we saying that we are in a place right now where these two women's stories kind of come together? Did they happen in the same place, distanced by a lot of time? And as Jackie was teaching about Dinah, I started to think about the connections of these two stories that in Dinah's story, you know, we've got a woman who's abused and mistreated. She's raped. The whole chapter ends in despair. I mean, tons of people are killed. You close that chapter of Genesis 34 and you're like, what is happening? God, how are you going to redeem this? How are you okay with this? We never hear Dinah's voice in the story. She's silent through the whole passage. And her father, Jacob, you know, it's like insult to injury, Jamie. Mm -hmm. She's in this vulnerable state having just been raped. And then her father doesn't say anything about it either. So we could talk all about that. Mm -hmm. But I think redemption begins for Dinah's story all the way in the New Testament, hundreds of years later, when Jesus says that he has to go to Sikar. And, you know, the women, just like you and I know how women are treated in Austin, Texas, Mm -hmm. where you are or Dallas, Texas, where I am. The women in Sikar would have known the story of Dinah, how women had been treated there for generations. And Jesus shows up and has the longest recorded conversation in the New Testament with a woman, a Samaritan, Mm -hmm. and he shouldn't have been talking to her. Mm -hmm. And he does. And this conversation, I think, redeems what happened to Dinah in that Jesus gives voice to her story. He lets her tell it from her own point of view. And then he gives her the answer of her greatest need. You know, you don't just need water from this well, Jesus says. You need the living water. And I think Dinah needed it too. And so I think for me, Jamie, studying the woman at the well, writing a whole book about just a couple verses in the Bible was so much fun. Yeah. Because I got to explore how intentional Jesus is to go into really messy places, mm. places nobody wants to go. Yeah. And I call them do not enter zones. I've got one. We all have them. 
got places where I'm like, oh, I just want to hide from the Lord yeah. on this. Yeah. And I'm embarrassed to confess mm-hmm. it, to tell people if people knew yeah. they would be wigged out. And yet Jesus goes into these do not enter zones and he says, all bets are off. Yeah. That he can start a new story for us. He can change that story in the middle of the mess. So I think we see this consistently mm-hmm. in the scriptures. But in the book, I just explore what it feels like to be stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. Which we all have been. We all will be again. You know, I've told you this a million times since I knew you were working on this project is that that story of Jesus and the woman at the well is probably my favorite mm-hmm. encounter that Jesus has with yeah. the woman. Just because I find myself so much in that woman. And I think yep. any woman can find themselves yep. in that story at different parts of their life. And it shows Jesus so much loving her in spite of the way she felt about herself. Yes. And then when you connected them, it's like my mind was blown <laughs> all over again. I was like, thank you, Kat, for doing this. Uh, but when we come back, I want to ask you a little bit more personal questions about mm-hmm. that. So we'll be right back after this break. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. Welcome back. We're talking with my friend Kat. Okay, so you talked about your book, John chapter four, all the way back to Genesis, how we see Jesus kind of redeem that story. Mm-hmm. But you open that book with a pretty vulnerable story mm-hmm. about how you've had some redemption in your own life. And you open yeah. that book talking about your dad. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about your relationship and that story a little mm-hmm. bit? My dad, Ronnie, Ronald Kent Obenhouse. He had the most beautiful blue eyes, Jamie, and I miss him so much, especially around holidays. I think about him a lot. You know, my dad was so loving and so present for us. He suffered with a lifetime of substance abuse and mental health. Mm -hmm. And I think for men of his generation in particular, it was really difficult to talk about these problems and seeking help. So whereas I might tell people from the rooftop, I take medication Uh and I go see a licensed professional counselor on the regular or I go to support groups. This was not something that he was willing to do. So I watched him suffer for a really long time, several suicide attempts, and eventually death by suicide. Mm -hmm. That was just a couple years ago. So it's been a really tough grieving process. And I do open the in-between place where Jesus changes your story with a story about visiting his hospital room. In between a suicide attempt and his death, there were a couple weeks he was in the ICU and it was terrible you know, going to that room. I hated it. And I talk about how on one particular trip, I thought, 
I'm going to go in there with the word of God mm-hmm. and I'm just going to slay some of the evil forces wanting to take his life. I am going to quote scripture mm-hmm. over him. Mm-hmm. We're going to pray Psalm 23 yeah. and we're going to feel the power of God and the presence, the healing of God. And those things were there in measure. But instead of going in there so with strength, I ended up holding the hand of a nurse in the hall. And she and I just stared through the window into his room. And that was the best I could do. Yeah. And I remember thinking, this is an in-between place. Mm-hmm. It's like we're in between his life and eventually his death. We're in between where I'm about to start grieving, but I'm still trying to live every moment, yeah. cherish it with him. And I take people through a journey of going back a second time and visiting my dad and sensing God's spirit, his presence in the room with us and sensing almost like I was holding hands with Jesus and he was holding hand with my dad and speaking the words from John 14 that says, don't be afraid. I'm with you. And that being the last time I got to say goodbye to my dad on this side of heaven, obviously he and I are going to spend eternity together. Yeah. um, And I can't wait. But until then, I think that experience has shaped who I am. I've now experienced even more in between places in my life, Mm -hmm. but that in particular stands out. You know, I think it's interesting because I think we're experiencing more in between places than we ever even realize. Mm -hmm. And it's almost as if we could be in an in-between place now and not even fully understand it, if that makes sense, Uh because we don't know what tomorrow holds for sure. But I think even you telling your story of being in that specific in-between place with your dad, there are so many people who are watching the show Mm -hmm. today that they find themselves stuck yeah. They find themselves wondering, where mm-hmm. is God in the midst of this? Some yeah. of them maybe know God and they have mm-hmm. grown up hearing about him. And some of them are wondering, is there anything that could help me? Yeah. What have you found even in that moment of you mm-hmm. being a Christ follower? Mm-hmm. What is there to cling to in the middle of those moments? Mm-hmm. As trite as it sounds, God loves you. Your pain and what you're going through, your messy middle, is not escaped him. It's not like he took a cosmic nap and forgot about you. And then I think lastly, knowing that he's with us in it. I know that feels oversimplified, but the truth is imagining Jesus right in this conversation with us now can be one of the most powerful exercises we practice in our spiritual life. Just what we see, Jamie, is that these in-between places you and I feel and most of us feel in the world right now, they're a reflection of the fact that we live in between Jesus's resurrection and when he's going to come back again. You know, the kingdom broke through into this crazy world. It's been inaugurated, but it's not even close to complete. Mm -hmm. And he's going to restore everything. There's going to be a place where death by suicide does not exist anymore. There are no more hospitals, no more ICU rooms because we won't need them. There won't be any more tears in our eyes. Mm -hmm. That's really what's coming for us. And that's where our hope is. But we live in between the resurrection of Jesus and his second coming. And so we've got to find a way to persevere when things get really challenging. And I think to remember that when he says in John that he's leaving to go and be with the Father, he's going to send the Spirit to be with us, Mm -hmm. to be our counselor, to be our advocate, to be our companion. Those aren't just words on a page. Mm -hmm. And I know you've experienced that. I was thinking one of my most like profound moments where I remember that in between is when we were adopting our kids from Haiti. You know, we started and then there was the coming home. And for us, Mm -hmm. that was two and a half years. Wow. And so it was like two and a half years of this in between Mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. And when you were talking about the Holy Spirit, there's one thing that I always think about is that going through what you went through, I can tend to go, I don't know how I would do that. Yep. I don't know how I would make it. And I look back on our two and a half year of journey of 
waiting for our kids to come home. And I know before that I would have said, I don't know how I'll make that. Mm -hmm. And yet I'm 10 years on the other side of that. I made it. And it's because for us, our Mm -hmm. Christian faith, that Holy Spirit, that hope that goes beyond our circumstances Mm -hmm. today, Mm -hmm. there's something else for us there. Mm -hmm. And then, you know what, this is interesting. I was just studying the Holy Spirit with some friends and I was reminded about how, you know, it says that the Spirit goes to the Father on our behalf Mm -hmm. when we don't even know what to pray, what to think about. And then I was reminded of this, like, okay, we're not going to get too like technical here, but with the Trinity, we have God, the father, God, the son and God, the spirit. They're all one. They all know the same thing. And we have the Holy spirit in us. And the reason the Holy spirit can go on our behalf is because he's God and he knows what we need. And again, my mind was just blown. Like that's how we live in those in-between moments is because Jesus left and gave us the Holy Spirit. And so mm-hmm. I think back and I'm like, man, also, I don't know what you would say is I'm a different person on the other side of those two and a half years. Of course. And so that's what I always mm-hmm. think about. You know, one of my favorite verses is in Romans five and it tells you like what's going to happen, you know, that yeah. these trials lead to perseverance yep. and hope and character and our yes. hope can't be put to shame. And I'm different because of that. A hundred percent. And you're different because of that ICU room. Yes. So we know that more in between places are in our future. And we know until Jesus comes back, we're going to live in this liminal tension of what we know could be and what is not yet. And so what you and I do is we cling to hope that even when we don't have words to articulate how deep the pain is or how confused we may feel, that the Holy Spirit is going to intercede and give the words to the Father and speak on our behalf. And so this counselor that we have, this great counselor, is our comforter. He is. He is. Kat, thank you so much. You already know I'm a fan of Kat Armstrong and all the work that you're doing. And I'm just cheering you on. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the way you push women towards their callings. Mm. I'm thankful for the way that you remind us that we do have hope in the midst of the hard seasons. And for you, if you're watching and you're thinking, I am just in the middle of this in-between place and I don't have hope. Man, if you're a follower of Jesus, you do. And you have the Holy Spirit. And if you're not, Mm. I pray that you will reach out to someone that you know that is a Christian and ask them about this hope that they have. So thank Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here today, Kat. Thank you so much, Jane. Thanks so much for listening to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. We are truly grateful for every single story that we get to share with you, every encouragement we get to bring to you, and every opportunity we get to point us all to Jesus. If you're loving this show, we would appreciate it if you would leave us a rating and or review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, tell your friends. That is actually the number one way that people find out about our show, because you tell them. Join us right here every Wednesday and Friday for meaningful conversations that make us think, make us laugh and point us to Jesus. Also, come find me on other places around the internet as well. I love Instagram. I'm at Jamie Ivy, And we've been having some fun posting videos on YouTube as well. Sometimes you wish you could see the person I'm interviewing. Well, come over and find us there and you can. JamieIvy.com slash YouTube. The Happy Hour is produced by Lindsay Sweeney. Show notes are written by Abigail Castell. Graphics by Rachel Ray. The show is edited by the team at Podshaper. And I'm your host, Jamie. And I love every single week that I get to be here with you guys. Until next time, have a happy hour with a friend.
They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's Omri certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow.